0: Hello, this is Andy Cates, Senior Economist at Haver Analytics, and thank you for tuning in to this latest edition of our weekly podcast. So financial markets have been much more unsettled um, in recent weeks, um, largely thanks to a tighter for longer narrative from the US Fed and a further steep climb in US Treasury yields. That narrative has been amplified by recent comments from Fed officials, by a batch of stronger-than-expected US growth data, uh, as well as by heightened concern that firmer oil prices could reignite inflationary pressures. It's noteworthy as well, however, that upward pressure on US yields has generated spillovers into other major bond markets. uh, And that's notwithstanding disappointing data from Europe and China Uh, and a much more data-dependent approach from the ECB and the Bank of England toward their monetary policy decisions. We pick up on some of this in our Charts of the Week publication. I wanted, though, in particular this week, just to home in on two of those charts um, in today's podcast, and specifically those that pertain to the outlook for the US. Many folks are scratching their heads at present about why the US economy has remained resilient in recent months, even as the Fed has tightened monetary policy very aggressively. Certainly the relatively easy stance of US fiscal policy is arguably one reason for this. But the focus of our charts this week focuses on another Important reason, namely the structure of household and corporate balance sheets and differing methods of debt finance. In the US, for example, a relatively high proportion of homeowners hold long maturity 30-year fixed rate mortgages. That's a key reason for why the US mortgage debt service ratio and the effective interest rate on US mortgage debt has barely risen. In recent months, notwithstanding, the Fed's relatively aggressive hikes in policy-controlled interest rates. Uh, Equally, though, the proportion of company debt that's long maturity uh, is relatively high in the US as well. Certainly, the proportion of longer-term debt financing that stems from capital market activity uh, is much higher than it was in, say, the 1980s or the 1990s. Now, that being said, there remain several headwinds, of course, that could derail the US economy in the period ahead, including, of course, the lagged impact from higher interest rates. In the week ahead, all eyes will certainly be on the US September jobs report next Friday for any evidence suggesting a a further slowdown. Additional reports, though, to look out for for the record will include the US ISM surveys and the broader global PMI reports from a number of major economies, including this weekend. And China. As for central banks, the Asian time zone is where all the action takes place next week, with the Reserve Bank of Australia, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, and the Reserve Bank of India all due to decide on monetary policy, but with unchanged policy rates universally expected. As for data additions from HALA this week, just be aware that we've added some solar panel shipments data to our US energy database. Further information, though, about all of our noteworthy data ads over the past few weeks can be found in our forthcoming monthly newsletter that should be in your inbox over the next day or two. That's all from me today. Have a great weekend.